This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. In the opening days of this powerful eight-day instruction, simply called faith, Pastor speaks of his five cylinders of faith and the great saints who succeeded by exercising this amazing gift. We see that the faith walk was never meant to be a cakewalk, but rather a lifestyle that simply set their faith in motion. In his closing sessions, we are introduced to some of the Bible's great faith walkers with evidence that they certainly understood what God meant by the just shall live by faith, believing the word, proclaiming it, doing it, and patiently waiting for it to come to pass. Let's now hear more of Pastor Ray's message about the power and truth of that simple faith. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, let me give you another verse on this, on this knowing thing, all right? John's Gospel, chapter 8, and I think I want to open to it. We've got a few minutes here. Are we doing all right? Yes. You getting something out of this? Yes. All right. Let's go to John's Gospel, chapter 8. I love this stuff. Verse 31. And Jesus says this. He said, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, in him If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will put you in bondage. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you are reading with me. You're not sleeping. He said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, now, now you heard people say, you, you heard people say, the truth will make you free. No, the truth will not make you free. You have to know the truth in order to be set free. The truth in and of itself can't do anything for you. The truth of God's word cannot do a thing for you until you come to know it for yourself. You could live your whole life and, and never come to the knowledge of the word of God. You see, there are many, many believers today or, or many, many people today that are walking around hoping that they're going to go to heaven. They don't even have the, the knowledge yet that, that God came, Jesus came to save them of their sins and all they need to do is accept him and they will walk through their whole entire life never really knowing whether they're going to go to heaven or not. All the while, the truth is there. But the truth has not set them free. Why? Because they don't know the truth. You have to know the truth. By knowing the truth, you will be set free. Because by knowing the truth, now you have something for your faith to act on. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Salvation is there. It's the free gift of God. But until you know that, you could walk your entire life and never actually become saved or ha have the knowledge or the understanding that salvation is a free gift. 
So just knowing the truth is not going to, he says, I mean, just the, the, the truth in itself is not going to make you free. It's in the knowing the truth that you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's why I've got to be in the word. We've got to be in the word constantly in the word, filling up so that we are forever learning and getting more knowledge of the word of God. Because the more we become familiar, the more we know this word, the freer we become. You shall know the truth and the truth. Is, the, the truth will not set you free in and of itself. You have to put, you have to know it because it'll sit there. It's like, it's like, listen, you may be poor and broke and you have a great uncle that passes away and, and um, he had a million dollars set aside in some account for you. That million dollars is yours. You think you're a pauper, but you're not because there's a million dollars waiting for you. The truth is that you are a millionaire. Is that not right? If someone leaves money for you, you are a millionaire. Meanwhile, you're living like a pauper. Why? Because you don't know that there's a million dollars waiting for you. The minute you find out there's a million dollars waiting for you is the moment that you realize you're a millionaire. And it's the same way with the Word of God. So many people are living so far below the privileges and the rights and the promises of God because they just simply don't know. No one's told them. And until you know the word of God, you're never going to get that first cylinder of faith operating, which is really, 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 really important. You have to know because people are being destroyed. There are people thinking that sickness is of God, that poverty is of God, blaming God for these things. And they live in these perpetual cycles of failure and insufficiency and debt. And until you come to know that, that, that this is God's will for your life, you can't even start the first step of faith. But boy, when you find out, uh, you find out that God wills this and this is his will, this is his purpose for your life, my life, for all our lives together, now you can, you can set your faith off and you can, you can begin to see things change in your, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. You know, I mean, sometimes people see me and they see my life and they see, you know, that I walk in the blessings of God and, and I've got a good life. I have to sometimes pinch myself because I have a good life. I live a good life. And people become suspicious and they become critical and they become judged. Brother, sister, honey, let me tell you something. You haven't walked one day in my shoes, so you ought to keep your big mouth shut. You haven't been where I've been. You haven't done what I've done. You haven't endured what I've endured. You haven't expressed the faith that I've had to, in my personal life. You've done yours, but you haven't done mine. So if you haven't done my life, don't criticize my life. Don't judge my life. Because you don't know where I am. You don't know what I've, what I've done. You don't know what I'm doing, you see. But I'm walking in the fruit of my faith, and I'm rejoicing. Why? Because many, many, many years ago, I began to become open to the truth. And the truth, as I acted on that truth, started to set me free. Little by little by little by little by little, the truth set me free. So today, I'm free from things that I was in bondage to. Poverty is gone, man. That's out of my life. That's done. My body healed. I mean, I feel stronger and healthier today than I did when I was in my 40s. Now, I do take care of myself. It's not just faith. I also have to do things. But, but I believe that the word where it talks about, where it says in 3 John, 
Pray, pray above all, brother, that you prosper and be in health. Well, you want me in health, and I'm going to be in health. I thank you that I walk in the divine health of the living God. So it begins with knowing. It begins with knowing. So he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And, and I'm running out of time here, but let's go a little bit more. All right, so the very, very first cylinder is knowing. The second cylinder is believing. You can know the truth, but you must now believe that truth for yourself, right? It must become yours. You must believe it because just knowing it, 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 that's the second cylinder of faith that we're talking about tonight is that you have to believe that truth. So, so here's a couple of verses of John again in, I'm sorry, uh, Mark's gospel in uh, 9.23. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, you see, you see, you can know the truth, but now you've got to believe that truth. Like this is the word of God and this is for me. You, you should, he says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Did he say a few things? Did he say a couple of things? Did he say most things? He said all things are possible to one who believes. So you have to know, but then you have to begin to believe what God's word says for you. You've got to believe it. If you don't believe it, it's never going to become a reality in your life. You've got to see yourself. You've got to, you know, you've got to, um, you know, if you're poor, you've got to see yourself rich. If, you're, if things are lean, you've got to see when things are fat. And I'm not talking about your body, I'm talking about your resources. Right? If, if things aren't going well, you've got to see that things are going well. You've got to see yourself on the top and not on the bottom all the time. Because the word says that you are called to be on the top and not the bottom, the head and not beneath, the not the tail. So you, you have, you've got to be, begin to believe this and sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to meditate on it long enough to where it gets into your heart and you say, yeah, I, you know, because you see, most of us are robbed because of this corrupted wisdom of the world. And sometimes the things that we, we want to believe God for go contrary to the teachings that we got in, you know, in our upbringing, in, in religion or wherever, you know, in our churches and denominations. And sometimes it's just, you know, just plain old we're just resistant because of this carnal nature. But we've got to believe. If you start to believe God's word, and you know it, now you begin to believe it. If you find out about prosperity, then you've got to believe you prosper. You, you, you find out about healing, you've got to start to see yourself being well and being healed, getting stronger and getting better. You see? If you, you see, if you, like here, sometimes people have a hard time just forgiving themselves and they have a problem with forgiveness. Well, when you, when you see that God has forgiven you, and he's not holding anything against you, you, you've got to look at that promise and say, well, if God's forgiving me and I've repented and he, he forgives me, then I've got to let go of this unforgiveness toward myself. You see how it works in every area and arena of life? You've got, to, you've got to begin to believe this word. And he says, if you believe it, he says, all things, not, not a few things, but all things become possible to you if you just plain old believe what God says, not what your senses say. Not what the doctors say, not what your accountant says, not what the banker says, but what God says. Are you with me? Yes. So this is getting the second cylinder of faith 
in operation in your life. So, so he says in, in Mark's gospel, and some of you know this, very familiar, we've been over this, and we won't open to it tonight, but Mark 11, 23 and 24 says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Now listen, and does not doubt in his heart, does not doubt in his heart. Now, can I just talk about that for a minute? We gotta finish up because I, I gotta try to keep all services on the same track because I wanna pick up next week. Does not doubt in his heart. Notice something. He didn't say doubt in his head. Notice that he didn't say doubt in his head because sometimes doubts do come to your mind because that's the realm that the enemy works in. He'll throw doubt your way. He'll throw questions your way. Didn't he do that to Jesus in the desert? Jesus said, if you're on there with me, it's up on the screen. He says, and does not doubt in his heart. You see, see that's why the word's got to get into your heart. The way the word gets into your heart is that you have to meditate on it. Read it. Get a fresh supply of good information. Gets back to the knowing part. He says, he says, shall not doubt in his heart. In other words, sometimes your head is going to go doubty. You're going to start doubting in your head. But you see, when faith is in your heart, it overrides the thinking of your brain and it pushes it out and it says... I don't care what my brain is telling me. I know in my heart that this is the truth of God's word. And this truth is ultimately going to set me free from whatever it is I need to be set free from. Is everybody with me? So he says, he shall and does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Everybody say believes. 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 In other words, I believe you. The doctor may have told you you're sick, but now you say, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm well. I don't care what the doctor says. I care what Dr. Jesus said. And he said that if I don't doubt in my heart and I believe, and I believe that, that those things are going to come to pass in my life, you've got to believe that you're well. You've got to believe that you're not a failure. You've got to believe that you can succeed at whatever you do. You've got to believe that you can walk in prosperity. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. You've got to believe it. That's what makes it happen in your life. So you can't just know it. You've got to believe it. And hang out with the word until you start to believe it for yourself. And we all go through trouble. You know, I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I was this. I didn't think I was that. Until I finally had to overthrow all of that stinking thinking and just say, you know what, God? If you said that this is for me, then I believe it and I just settle it right there. And it's amazing how it begins to work in your life. So he says, does not doubt his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, verse 24, he says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them. When you pray, believe you received it at the moment you prayed it. You see what happens sometimes, and I've, I've seen this, I pray, somebody come up and say, Pastor, I'm having this hard time and, you know, pray for my, you know, I've got, got the flu or whatever. Okay, we pray, lay hands on them. Okay, you believe, all right, so you believe, you believe that you're, you're healed? And they look and say, I hope so. Well, forget it. I mean, you know how many times I've done that? You know, pray for a child that's, 
you know, having a trouble or whatever, rebellious way, and say, well, pray for my son. Okay, let's pray. Let's put our faith together. And let's, that's why we've got to talk about faith because a lot of people don't understand faith. They don't understand how faith works. So we say, let's pray for that child and say, okay, you know, now, do you believe that, that God's going to answer this prayer and things are going to change? I certainly hope so. Well, forget it. According to what Jesus said, he said, when you ask and you believe, when you ask and you believe, then all of a sudden it's going to, it's going to come to pass. He didn't say ask and doubt, ask and question. He said, when you pray for the desires of your heart, believe that you receive them, believe that they're coming. You say, well, how can I believe for something that, that, that hasn't come yet? You believe in the spirit. It hasn't manifested yet in the natural but in the spiritual, it's already taken place. Wow. It's already taken place in the spirit. It hasn't gotten here yet, but it's already done over there. He said, keep on believing. Just believe. Believe and it, you shall, you shall, you shall have what you believe. It'll come to pass. And this is where a lot of people miss this principle of faith, which is such a precious and awesome principle of faith. He said, you know, let me read it again because I, I want to, we'll, we'll have to stop here because I didn't get anywhere near I wanted to get to tonight. You better pray for me that I keep everybody on track tomorrow and I don't go beyond because then I'm going to come back. But he says, does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Everybody say believes. believes. Those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, why don't when I, when I pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When am I supposed to start believing according to what the word says? When you pray. Come on, let me hear you say it. When you pray. So, so if you pray and you don't believe that it's going to be the way you've just prayed, then your prayer is negated. You're not in faith. We're talking about the operation of faith, right? How, how faith works and the operation of faith. So if you pray and you don't believe it, that's it. It's, it's negated. You, it, cancels, it cancels the whole thing out. It's done. Well, we have to start again. And, and, and we have to pray. And we have to keep asking again. Now, do you believe? Do you believe that it's going to be the way we've just prayed? Now, now listen, folks. I didn't make this up. This is the word. I know some people fight against this, though. Oh, you name it and claim it. This isn't name it and claim it. This is Jesus teaching us how to operate our faith so that we can get all the cylinders of faith operating so that we can cruise through this life and enjoy this life and not have to be always under something, under the weather, under the gun, under the trouble, under the bridge or whatever. We can, we can, we can be enjoying this life and, and be overcomers that God has called us to be, be the more than conquerors that God's called us to be. Right? So... So when, when I pray, I believe. Many times on Tuesday night when we pray, I say, I say you know, here we say, all right, now do you believe it? We pray, do you believe? Because it all, it all hinges on your ability to believe that you just received what you prayed for. Now you may not see it right away. Many things I prayed for years ago, it hasn't come to pass yet. Come on, Jesus. I prayed, but I haven't seen it yet. But that doesn't mean it isn't coming. It's just maybe not the season, not the time yet. Maybe there are other things that God has to work out in order for that prayer to be answered and to be manifested. 
what, I, what am I supposed to do from the time I pray to the time it manifests? I'm not supposed to get frustrated. I'm not supposed to flip out. From the time I pray to the time it's manifested, I'm supposed to stay in faith. I don't know, don't understand, but I prayed and I'm just trusting God. The Word says, the Word says, the Word says. I'm just trusting God. That's all I can do. Come on, is everybody with me? And some people say, well, well you're in denial. No, I'm not in denial, I'm in faith. The Bible says, you know, I mean, I, I, I stood in faith for years for things, you know. And today, you know, many, some, sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes minutes. Sometimes days. Sometimes a couple of weeks. But when you pray, you must believe it at that moment. That's, that's releasing your faith. That's the kind of faith that moves the hand of God. That's the kind of faith that changes things. So simple. So simple, but so profound and so powerful that we sometimes get stale and get rusty. There's no, there's no difficulty with this. This is not difficult. This is really, really easy. Simple teaching about faith. And we'll go over some more principles and uh, get your faith unleashed and unlocked. And I'm going to keep reminding you of something over and over again because, and I don't say this to... Um, make myself sound good or sound, try to sound humble or something like that. Um, everything I am and everything I have has come by these principles. Just trusting God, using my faith. Just believing that God's word, that it's going to come to pass in my life no matter what. I'm nobody special. I don't have a you know, a, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, an education through the school system. You know, uh, I have a school of the Holy Ghost education. Right? But yet God has blessed my life, prospered my life, all because, in every, in every sense of, of the word, all because of the principles of faith. Just using my faith, just trusting. I heard years ago, Fred Price, it was the very first one, you've heard me talk about him, teach these principles, and it was like, oh my gosh, bells were going off in my brain because I was hearing things for the first time. And those same principles still excite me to this day because I put them into operation and they work. And I want them to work for you. I want them to work for you. I want to see your life. I want to see your life be on top and not on the bottom. I want to see you overcoming in every area of life. And many of you are. There's lots of testimonies in this house. You know, we focus in so often on people that maybe are not, you know, trying to address them. But there's a bunch of you. There are many, many, many of you in this house, in this church, that are doing, you're doing this and you're seeing the results and the fruit of it in your lives. It doesn't mean life is perfect. But you're seeing the blessings of God. It's amazing how God will work in your life. It's amazing what God will do. It's amazing what God will reveal. It's amazing the miracle power that you will experience just by using simple faith and trusting God every step of the way. It's the truth. It's the truth. So I trust that tonight that you have been refreshed and restored and invigorated and encouraged. That's, that's always my purpose. So before we leave tonight, just want to be sure that everybody in this room has begun a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC PO Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.